At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome back to another episode of Kill the Mockingbird. I'm your host, Sean Chris. Today, we got a special guest, pod ho- uh, podcast host, entrepreneur, and human trafficking activist, Natalie Denise. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. You know, we're just enjoying this weather because it's been warming up. We're in Michigan, so we've been getting like 70s oh. and 60s, so we're like all thrilled. Nice. No, yeah, here in Texas, I guess spring decided to fight back because winter kept like there was winter polar vortexes every weekend. It's like, yo, what's going on? And this is Texas, you know, we have warm weather usually, but finally it's starting to warm up. It's actually a really pretty day today. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we got a little gloomy. We're a little gloomy out here. It's rain. It's a little rainy, yeah. but that's ah, all right. We like that. So for a lot of people in the, uh, you know, our audience uh, to get to know you, can you explain like, you know, what you do and uh, how you got there? Yeah. So I guess like I have, I wear a lot of hats. Um, right now what I do, I guess both full, both fully is uh, culture headline commentary. I do that mainly on YouTube, but as you can see on Instagram, I like to post those little bits, you know, when I find them. And then um, what I'm known for more so is, you know, uh, being fully against uh, human trafficking and combat combating human trafficking is um, one of my endeavors as well. But, you know, a lot of what I've been doing for, in the recent years has been a lot of awareness because I think with the awakening, people didn't really know what exactly what human trafficking was until they went through a documentary and they kind of gave them the generic aspects of it. But because, um, you know, this, this has been my forte for the past decade, you know, volunteering on the streets, uh, you know, uh, going into cantinas, going, I didn't even really know what to do, but I just, I just did it. Uh, but seeing that side of the industry, I was like, okay, this is, um, you know, they're slang words or certain things that, you know, the survivors, how their perspective is or what they're going through. 
And a lot of the audience who just know generically human trafficking, they don't know that. So I thought also a good basis for that was to share the news on it. Cause I've noticed that people were starting to share the news. People were starting to say, Oh, all right, here's a bust. Here's an arrest. Here's uh, you know, things are actually happening. But the problem was, was that, you know, it only happens in local. So like, let's see, you're in Michigan. So ABC, Michigan over here is ABC, Houston. You know, we have a bust of 20 people in a, in a stash house in Houston, downtown Houston. You might have like one little girl that's rescued off the streets in Michigan, but you would only know it if you're looking at ABC, Michigan, or if I'm looking at ABC, Houston. So I thought, okay, these things are happening, but the reason why people don't know about it is because it's not centralized. People can't go to one spot and just pick up a, a trafficking news headline. So I thought, okay, if it's happening and I can uh, build an algorithm to tell me what's going on where, then maybe I just build a page and just put it all there. And so that's what I did with the daily traffic. So that's how I got into the daily traffic. That's sort of like a, a news awareness kind of combined type of thing. I also share that on my daily podcast. So I have a podcast uh, Monday through Friday uh, at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. And so half the time, uh, mostly half the time, maybe it'll be like one third of my podcast, I'll share like a headline or two that kind of interests me that I didn't talk about on my main channel. And then the other, the latter part of my podcast is nothing but trafficking news. So I'll, I'll go through the headlines that I report on the daily traffic. And then you know, I kind of give like also some form of education if it presents itself like, oh, this is usually what a John does, or this is usually what a pimp or trafficker does, you know, in this situation, this or that depends on the scenario. Um, and then, you know, my audience, they they learn through those headlines, oh, like this, this happened at that point, but this is the tactic that they were using. So in a nutshell, that's how I got here. But I recently started a recent endeavor in October, in October, <laughs> everybody, because <laughs> uh, you, you've seen you've seen the the stuff out there. But I started in October, and it was really a call to action in October. I started the Counter Trafficking Alliance, and um, I am currently on my way to uh, obtain my five hundred one C three status. Uh, but what my organization aims to do is to understand the industry first with intelligence, like understand where we're at, because what I see happening and what I've seen happening for the past 10 years is that there might be a ministry or there might be a safe house, but they close. And it's like, okay, well, what's going on? Why did they close? And when you really look at it, uh, at, wide perspective we don't have that many safe beds in america as it stands there's more there's more animal shelter spaces for animals for strays than there are for human trafficking safe uh, survivors so that's wild right so i'm here thinking like and we just heard about we just heard about the refuge in bastrop they closed down because there were sex you know there was some sex trafficking happening there so it's like all right something's happening where we're not keeping these people accountable, or there's not a lot of sight to these people. So I thought, okay, let's understand the industry first. Let's start there first, because it doesn't cost much outside of the licensure for the software that I use, because we do use a software to task, task manage everything. 
And um, outside of that, like it's, it's cheap to start, you know, all it requires is a few minds to put together and we start building this stuff out. So that's where we're at. Um, you know, we're in the infancy stages, but the bigger idea is to use that information that we have researched on our own. We're going to put it out to the public because we're researching pr- something pretty dark right now. Yeah. It's, it's a big industry. And that's it's why I big... think a lot of people don't like to get too much into it. I think, uh, dark situations like where like especially with like i have a kid i have a daughter she's 19 so i don't worry as much and i will say that i've always known you know there's pedophiles and like i knew there was uh sex trafficking and even just human trafficking but it never how prevalent it was and but when i had a daughter i could also know how many more creeps there are like when i would be like wow dang man she can't even walk down the street at 13 she can't even like go to the store and like like literally what we would do is i would have her um when I wouldn't be around, I'd be like, all right, look, if you feel uh, scared or someone's following you, call me. And I said, talk like as if I'm pulling up. I said, because most predators are weak. And I was like, they're scared. They're, they don't want to, if they think I'm going to be there, right, then they're act as if I'm there in one minute, you know? And then, and that we had to use that quite a few times, but I think that it is dark stuff. And, and to give to your credit, I think like, you know, sometimes people get backlash. I think the reason why you barely started like in October is because first of all, we have to learn all the knowledge to, Hey, how do we start it? How do we get here? It's not like you just, we wake up and go, Oh yeah, let's just start this. It takes a process. I think like that people don't understand. We have to be in the trenches, figure out what's going on. Hey, how can I help? How can I build something to help? And I think that's what, that's what I see as what you're doing. You know, you're building a bridge for people to be like, Hey, this is what's going on. This is what we can do. Maybe you can't be over there at the border. Maybe you can't be, you know, investigating everything, but you can keep an eye out and you can see what's going on. And now I'm aware, like you said, uh, of the terminology and the signs of what's going on. So as far as your counter trafficking, like, uh, how much time do you say now that you're putting into that? Do you think that's a a big portion of your time now that is taking up a little bit more than uh, what you were? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I I work until probably I had to talk to, I had to have a talk with myself the other day. I'm like, look, you cannot be going to sleep at three o'clock in the morning every single time. Like you got to get some sleep because it does it, it. You get into such a momentum of what you're looking at because it's like, oh my God, nobody has like, I'm sure people have maybe suspected some of, some of the things that we're looking at, but nobody, I don't think anybody's really sat down to actually put everything together, comprise it. And have other minds looking at it too, other people looking at it too, and like and, and kind of just justifying what you're saying. Like, yeah, this looks crazy. Like this, this is going on. But um, I'm sorry, I'm I think I'm kind of going on a tangent on your question. What was your question? No, well, uh, basically I was just saying how much time does it take out of your uh and it sounds like a lot. Like it sounds like you do Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of time. It's a lot. Well, here let, let me also say this. It's not just the time that I put on a daily basis. I put in a decade worth of volunteership. I was, I, and I don't, I don't prize myself as like someone higher than anybody. I still look at myself as a volunteer because I'm not, I'm not leading, I'm not leading people into the border. I'm not leading people. I used to lead people into the cantinas where I used to go and outreach to the sex, sex workers to a point, but I'm not putting myself up here like oh i'm this director of this and that no i'm a volunteer first and i'm at the street level and if you're not at the street level putting in your time to understand 
what the hell is going on in the streets and what's going on to these survivors, then we fully don't have an understanding. You know, that's, that's how you get a full understanding. So I'm putting out not only 10 years of my volunteership, but nowadays it's, it's going. It's a lot. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to highlight as far as like, cause I think that a lot of times when we try to start something, anybody like uh, in this field, uh, we, People, it's not good enough. It's not, hey, you did it this. So, you know, we, we we clash on like, oh, I don't like the way they did it. And I think that people need to understand the aspect of it is difficult to start anything, any kind of organization, even just something that's not helping people. You know what I mean? If a music career, uh, a TV uh, broadcasting, a podcast, anything takes time. And I think those 10 years, that's how I see it. I mean, like, obviously I'm speaking for you, but I think those 10 years built you up to where you are now and you felt comfortable to be like, you know what, I could start something. I can lead. And now you have the inspiration of like, that keeps you going to where like, hey, this is helpful for people. People are responding good to it. Maybe this information, and it's going to continue to grow because right now, like you said, it's in its infancy, but then you're going to see a new idea. You're going to be like, oh, wait, we could do it like this. We could central. And I like the idea of centralizing um, all the news articles because you're right. Like, if I hear like, hey, there was this bust in Michigan or a bust in California, bust, it, it's not connected. And it's it seems like an isolated incident when it can be more uh, bigger than we think, you know, like there's more people involved in connections. And and I think that's what a lot of people are worried about. Like I saw you talking a little bit about the whole Kanye, you know, uh, you know, everybody's talking about the Kanye uh, ordeal. And I did like agree with you a lot. Like, um, I mean, we could say about the whole relationship thing to me, that's a toxic relationship to me, it takes two to tango. So obviously they're both like igniting that really none of our business. But when he's talking about his child on TikTok and how he doesn't want her on there. And I think that is something that a lot of us don't want because at a young age, I think that kids are being sexualized, which makes it easier for these predators to, to put their hooks into them. You know what I mean? To, to give them ideas of like, Hey, I can, you can do this. Cause now they're already normalized of talking like this and, and, and and acting this way and it seems normal so when some adult comes up to them at 10 years old or 13 years old you know and a 30 year old comes up they're like oh no yeah, yeah it's all right and and then they get stuck because then you get scared and then once you're in those grasp of of being with a pimp or being you know trapped in in, in these situations it's it's almost near impossible to get out because you also get brainwashed you know a lot of people become victimized to where they're like this is so normal that like they can't see anything else and and it takes a while to uh break people out of that so what do you think about Kanye's uh, beef about his daughter being on TikTok? Do you think social media is something that is actually a tool that a lot of these predators are using? Oh, yeah, 100%. Look, I don't get to report on everything that I see on a daily basis that my algorithm brings me. Like, there are so many stories that are like, you know, watch your children online, child sexual exploitation happening online. Uh, predators online like and it's in every single country the uk united states canada like uh, australia even you know despite what's happening in the world with this planpocalypse and you know all the propaganda despite that there are some good people and good agencies out there that actually do want to help and i i don't think it's fair to like completely um you know uh, ba uh, uh completely uh, paint a brush over all of them, you know, and, and I see that a lot in, in the truther community where it's like, oh, people are bad. It's like, I mean, no, that here, this is, here's the thing in every single industry, there's infiltration, every single industry, doesn't matter what it is. So is, is a lot of what the majority share of what the FBI outputs 
Is it corrupt? Yes, because we don't, we, of course we could see a lot more, but are there good people in the FBI? Yeah, there's good people everywhere. There's good people everywhere. And they, and they know that they are, and they want to stay there, right? Because they know, they know the type of impact that they can make within an agency. So with that being said, I still see these agencies saying, look, watch your kids, people, you know, people are online and all these things, because that's the truth. The the thing about these pedophiles is that they know where to look. They know how to talk to these these children. Just it's kind of like a reverse how undercover agents how they go um, in an operation to bust like child predators. They have to talk to these predators as if they're thirteen years old or as if they're fourteen years old. So these predators know they're doing the same thing. They know exactly the same things to say um, in order to entice these young people. Uh, whether it is, um, you know, touching on their their self-esteem, like, oh, no, you're the prettiest g- girl that I've ever seen. I bet you you're popular in school. No, you've got to be like the best in school. I don't believe, you know, and so they'll, they'll do things like that where they'll gaslight and they will romanticize them. And the thing is, these kids, they fall like that in online. It's It's super easy. So that's in itself, if you're old enough to be online, I think you and I probably grew up in a generation where we didn't really have that culture, right? We went outside to play. We spoke on a a literal cord phone with a little spiral, like, get off the phone. Like my dad, get off the phone. I got to use it. You know what I mean? So I don't think we've ever experienced that sort of upbringing where we know how these kids are are living, if you know what I mean. So I could not imagine growing up on the internet is what I'm saying. but. The thing is, these kids are always on the internet. And I don't know at what age parents restrict them to like if it's okay, when you're 13 years old, you can get on usually that's the the opening age for any social media platform. When you're 13, you can you can jump on. But the thing is, these kids like North, so bringing it back to Kanye in that situation, she's eight years old. And people are forgetting that it's like, you know, a lot of people I've seen mixed, mixed, well, for the most part on my platform, I see a lot of people who agree with my opinion, like, nah, she's too young, yo, you can't be eight years old on the internet like that, you know, especially if you're accustomed to being or posting things and making this content, and then you do it on your own, without an adult in the room. Because if you go look at Kim and North on TikTok, that's their account. Supposedly, that is Kim Kardashian and North and Kim is supposed to be um, running that account with her, but there are some videos where North is by herself, for instance, doing makeup tutorials, you know, and then she strikes these kind of seductive poses afterwards. It's like, I think that is definitely a problem. And I agree with Kanye, like she should not be on the internet at eight years old doing this stuff. I mean, because of not just the predators, that's the major factor, right? That's number one, but number two, these children are being groomed into this culture. You're, you're being groomed into like thinking that this is normal for eight year old little girls to be giving makeup tutorials. And I've seen younger. Well, I've seen, I've seen three year old little girls and their moms are doing tutorials on them. And even that I'm kind of like, that's like pageant girl, you know, and that's stuff that I don't I think is we got weirded out as I think that's, Actually, now that I think about it, that's kind of equivalent to the little pageant children that we used to see growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my daughter, like I can understand the whole makeup stuff, right? Like every little girl, like they want to get into makeup. And 
And I think you said this on your point and I agreed with you. Like, yeah, you know, like we let her wear makeup, like, but we didn't go out. She wasn't going out in public, but you know, in, in our confined home where she's protected with me and her mother, we, we let her play with the, and the little kid makeup, you know, we weren't getting her like, you know, professional right. makeup, just a little fake up. Yeah. Makeup. And, 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 you know, a lot of little girls want to grow up fast. So I also think it, it, it gives a bad example because now another eight year old that, you know, just because this stuff is out there. Like my niece is 11, 12, and she's not allowed on TikTok. She's not allowed on Instagram. But do you think she she knows all the, like, I'll say something from, like, you know, like, emotional damage, like, something that's trending on, on, on TikTok, and she knows it, you know? Like, the little catchphrases, because everybody's talking about it in school. So if everybody sees Little North, and I'm not saying, like, you can do whatever you want. That's your kid. It's it's hard to get into people's things, but... You're now put, put you're in the public eye and you're now making it acceptable, not only for her personally, but other eight year olds, other nine year olds. Now you're getting this discussion where like, oh, it's all right if, you know, my my kids twerking on the camera at seven. And I'm like, why? What? This whole move to like sexualize children has been disturbing for me for a while. Like, I don't I, I always used to tell my daughter, I was like, man, I used to love it when you were five because I was like, you should stay five forever. I was like, because five is the best because you're not too young to where you're crying all the time and everything. But five, we could do stuff. I said, because as you get older, like, just stay young. I always tell every kid, every niece, nephew, I'm like, just stay young. But these, there's this push. Even when we were younger, there was this push to make us grow up or we wanted to grow up. But now it's like to this level of where they're, like you said, six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds. Hey, talking about sex, talking about dancing provocatively, talking about how they dress. They're, they're dressing them a certain way as it's too, it's too old. So then by the time they're 13... And they were already living in this internet age of where everybody is self-conscious and everybody's trying to compete with each other, not realizing a lot of people use filters, not realizing a lot of people are making this image, you know, even Photoshop. And there's even like apps that I know a lot of girls that I talk to like that use, you know, you could like, hey, let me thin out my face. Let me let, let me like let, let me lighten up my skin or darken it, whatever it may be. And, and they're seeing these images and I think it's putting an unfair standard. So then that makes you more vulnerable as a kid, especially at 13, man. We, none of us, even as a boys, we didn't know crap at 13 and everything was so confusing. And then you throw them into this world and you're like, yeah, it's all right if you could just go on TikTok. I think a lot of it does go on to the parents. Like you should be knowing every single thing that uh, uh, your kid's doing. Like you don't have to catch it right that second, but it should be no less than a day that you know what your kid posted and what they're posting on any social media standard. And I just don't like, I agree with Kanye because I don't think any of these kids should, let them be kids. That's my whole thing. Like whether this LGBTQ, uh, uh, you know, stuff that try to push on kids and hormones and trend. No, man, you want to start talking about that? Let's start talking about that when they're 15. And, and to me, if you want to transition, I always tell people, you could do whatever you want. That's your life. But I would suggest wait until you're 25 when your mind is fully developed and then see if you still want to do it. At nine years old. You're not even close to being developed. You're still trying to figure out what life is. And I think they're brainwashing a lot of kids and making them susceptible to increase this human trafficking because then it's easier for a pimp. You know, you have a bad conversation with your mom and then you're like, oh, this guy's liking me, you know, like and, and now you're believing that looks is the most important thing. So you have to look. And now this older dude that like, obviously, he must like have all these girls that are like 30, 40. And now he's saying me, I'm the most beautiful. And, and, and it's so devastating and parents need to be more involved i think in the life uh, of their kids and knowing what they're doing online yeah absolutely and, and bringing it back to your point you know like i'm not a hypocrite like i i used to dress every little girl likes to dress up especially like if they're you know if they're if they're not tomboys you know that's what it is it's not that they're they're trying to transition they might just be tomboys you know what i mean 
I was I was girly growing up and I, I saw my mom wear makeup. So I wanted to wear makeup. So I remember like put, uh, putting on her her makeup, like putting it on me. But it was like, nah, you got to wash that off before we got out in public. You can't wear that. And I remember having these fits with my dad. He's like, no, you've got to take that off before. And, you know, when you're a kid, you don't understand. And I love that you brought that up about their um, their developmental stage, because there's actually a science to it with um, their their there's a portion of their brain called the frontal lobe cortex. And um, this goes hand in hand with that. A frontal lobe cortex does not develop until well, I would say past 25, like well into your uh, like late twenties to early thirties. For me, it was my early thirties. I would even say some people stretch until their, their, their mid thirties until it's fully developed. And to be honest with you, like looking back at all, like the guys I was into and the things I was into, I'm like, you know, I'm so glad that I let my frontal lobe cortex develop or mainly I attribute it to God because he was like, you know, now you're going to curb this guy, curb that guy, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Because, because I am a completely different person I am today than when I was in my twenties and the things that I aspire to do or aspire to be in my twenties or in my, in my teens, it's like completely 180. I mean, it's like, I, I, that, that was a crazy little imaginary idea. So when you're impeding on their developmental stage, their frontal lobe cortex is not developed enough. And the frontal lobe cortex is a decision-making processing system in your brain. And so when you take a child and you're like, yes, you know, you uh, do the transition or you do the hormones or yes, it's fine to start dating and stuff like that. I saw a, a an a baby influencer she was like i think like eight year eight or nine years old already like dating another influencer he was like a, a little youtuber and i'm like why are y'all putting this out there like this is normal this is not normal like you don't go out and date when you're nine years old that's crazy but see that's the thing like the the culture is starting to groom the children that's why you see so many parents without them really understanding the science because i wouldn't say that everybody understands them that processing center in your brain, but instinctually these parents are going out to fight for their children at the school boards because when you impede on their learning with sexualization, like, you know, you're supposed to touch yourself because believe it or not, these, these are, this is what they're wanting children to, to be okay with. Like you're okay to touch yourself. You're okay to date. You're okay to switch your gender. You're okay to view porn. Like these are the the subject matters that are at hand and stacked against kids now. So instead of them learning about their ABCs, sounding out a word, reading comprehension, you know, all of the basics, now they're impeded with this curriculum that sexually grooms them. And that's just school talking. But when we also look at our pervasive culture, it's like that and that together. And then that's that's what they're they're infiltrating their their developmental stage with they're going to become damaged. I can't even imagine like in, in a few years, I can't even imagine what these children are going to be like because the damage has really begun. And that, that on top of all of the propaganda with the poke in the arms, you know, the, you know, the, all of that in the, the isolation, I can't imagine what these children are going to be like, but 
you know, that's, that's a big part of it is the, you know, the developmental stage impeding on that. And uh, these kids being literally groomed because groomed doesn't necessarily all the time mean sexually, you can be groomed to uh, you could be groomed to take on a family business. You could be groomed to, you know, um, uh, take on a certain position that you've been, you know, I don't know, born, you know, like these kings in the, in the, in the medieval ages, they were groomed to be king, right? So grooming doesn't necessarily mean sexually all the time. We just, we just kind of have that connotation. Well, you could also be groomed to it. be, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, vulnerable. You could be groomed to be, uh, uh, yeah, like I exactly. need somebody or, or what's it called? Uh, mm-hmm. I had the word in my head. I can't think of it. <laughs> what's it called? Uh, dependent, dependent, or, um, like when you, you know, like you need somebody like, uh, I can't think of the word. I swear to God, it just left my brain. But like where now everything is like you're 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 moving toward they're grooming kids to live like this. Like, hey, not 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 to be depressed, because I'm like, OK, you're teaching kids about sex. Right. Why aren't you teaching about how to uh, uh, with empathy or how to teach kindness or how to like, hey, how do you advance in your road? How do you make it so you don't become depressed? Because if we could teach these things in elementary where we're kind of learning and then we get into junior high. So how do you interact with people? How do you actually have a, a relationship? That's what sh- some classes should be in uh, high school. What is a relationship? What is love? Like, what is all? But they don't want to teach you that. They just want to go straight to the like, no, no, sexualize. You know, it's important to embrace your sexuality. Why? Like, why is that? I always tell people, you're a boring person to me. If all you have is your, whether it's your race or your sexuality, you're like, yeah, that's it. I'm like, that's you. That's who you are. I was like, that's a small portion of who you are. If you ask me, we have so much as humans to bring. And I don't think they want, they're not developing kids like that. They're not making them better people. They think they are. They want to develop though. Like, oh, this is important. And a lot of it's like you said, society's kind of pushing people and molding teachers to kind of take this stance of where like, Hey, I'm doing the right thing. This kid wants to be, how does an eight year old know what the hell they want, man? I didn't even know what I want at 22. Like, you know what I mean? I wanted to be a dinosaur at eight years old, you know, like I wanted to be a dinosaur soaring in the sky with reading rainbow. Like, these kids are imaginative at eight years old they don't know what they want of course not i mean this is their kids you know their kids so yeah i mean i i true and and there are a lot of other industries that are indiscriminately also doing this like i also attribute it to um you know the makeup industry you know you I, i i also was a makeup artist back in 2007 on forward so I've seen this industry kind of transform itself because I I was in the industry before social media. So B, I used to work at Mac and that was like one of the, the places to work at um, as a makeup artist. So seeing all of this talent transform itself on social media. And at first it's kind of like, oh, cool tutorials. Yay. You know, you got Now I can learn how to do makeup. But then you also, you also, you know, not only with the, um, I'll, I'll, I'll park this, but not only with, uh, uh, the, uh, the internet mobilizing these tutorials, but you now have, again, children putting on makeup tutorials. You have little boys who are six years old, putting on full-blown makeup tutorials and, that's where it ties in. It's like, that's a light grooming there. And people don't realize it. You are grooming, like you're allowing this child to like go into drag. And it's like, well, drag is cool. And da, da, da. for adults, it is. Yeah. When you go to a drag show, how old do you have to be to get in that drag show? 
Should 21. Be. Yeah. It's in a bar usually. 21. You know what I mean? In a bar, <laughs> usually. I mean, I you you find me a rare case where it's a drag show and you're only you only have to be 18 minus the uh the book readings, you know, that they're doing at the public school. But when you go to a drag show, you got to be an adult to be there. So why let's circle it back to the kids. Why are they now being groomed and allowed to think that this is okay? And that this is, yeah, like this is the way of life. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. That was the word I was looking for submissive. I think they're grooming people to be submissive so that uh, they are able to be controlled because when you're submissive, you don't have that critical thinking ability to be pushed back. Cause you're just like, Oh, this is the way it is. I'm supposed to just do this, whatever you tell me. And whoever's considered the leader or the head or the elder is the one I just have to listen to no matter what they say. And I think that unfortunately, like uh, uh, one of my exes, you know, she was uh, uh, an addict for a little bit. She's recovering now from like a uh, you know, year and a half. And what most people don't realize is with addicts, uh, 99% of the time it's trauma, right? There's some kind of trauma that pushes you in to being an addict. And whether it's you lost a family member, but a lot of times and just talking to her like as she's been recovering and stuff, like, and she's going to her classes, like how they're saying, like, you know, like one in every five girls has been molested by like somebody or, or, or at least sexually like, uh, uh, attacked, right? Like some that, and, and she's like, man, I think it's even more because, you know, just being in these classes, like you're, you know, people don't always bring it up either. You know, there's a lot like she, that happened to her when she was little to, from a family member. And she had told me, and you know, and that I would tell her, I'm like, not only does that make you addict, like, and it didn't help because we're in our early twenties, you know, and we're drinking and partying and that just makes it easier to kind of like cover it up and then like she never really approached it now she's getting to a point of her life where she's actually confronting it and i think that we need to normalize telling you know like being able to be accepting because what happened in the past is someone would bring it up and then they would tell their mom hey da 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 did such and such and they'd be like be quiet stop lying there was so much like where people wouldn't believe it it just baffles me because people will push that aside but then they go hey but listen when they want to transition that's important. But I'm like, what? Well, you're not listening to them of like, why, why are they at this stage? What is making them want to completely change themselves an irreversible step? You, you, you are making them more and, you know, like a, not nothing against the trans community, but they are have the highest rates of suicide. And I believe a lot of it has to do with being not heard or neglected or something happened to them, you know, in, when they were young. And, and a lot of things happen when people are two, three. It's it's very very scary like when you really dig down how many people have been assaulted and have been like you know like groomed like the whole Kane Velasquez thing like uh like how long was that going on and you know he found out and they haven't said if it's his daughter or his son but they they said it's a relative they're not speaking out of it but obviously that means it's been going on for a long time that's just what was found out so the thing that I think is scary is there's a lot of people protecting their kid or their uncle or their grandpa or whatever it may be because you know they have this they're like oh well grandpa's weird but we just got to keep this secret and that those are the things that we need to break that needs to be like hey Mm -hmm. you need to be alienated we need to be like hey you're done man hey you did that like there's there's no coming back to the barbecue yeah never (laughs) you know you can't come to the barbecue yeah i mean it's funny that you mentioned that i read a story just last night on my podcast on a mother uh, who is now blaming LA County for her daughter's suicide. And her daughter was 15, 16 years old. I'm sorry. No, she wasn't. She, uh, well, yes. It within high school, um, you know, she was dealing with depression cause she had been bullied all of her life. 
And um, the school suggested that instead of addressing the depression issues, that she join an LGBT group. And that there where she it was where she was influenced and where she was um, persuaded to kind of go deeper and deeper into that. And then she was then also influenced to then think that she was she was a transition. And so the LGBT group listened to this. They told her, okay, now that you realize that you're, you know, a transition, now you gotta, you know, if you want to get transitioned now, you gotta go through the state. And in order for you to do that, you gotta go through the, you gotta get it paid by the state. So you gotta go through the foster care system. And so her mother was actually, um, a lot of uh, a narration was coming from her mother's quotes and her mother was like, listen, I would, I loved my daughter. Like I loved my daughter. I wanted to address her issues. And even when she was like thinking she was transitioning, I would still like buy her the boy clothes and all these things. But I knew that that stuff was not going to make her happy. Um, but I wanted, I wanted to address her issues. So the girl going through high school, um, through the, this influence, they said, okay, you gotta, you know, basically, um, persuading her to uh, say that her mother abused her and her mother never abused her. So uh, she told the state that, um, that her mother slapped her, her mother never slapped her. And uh, they took her away from the mom. They put her in the foster care system, which we both know is very broken and fractured and very, very dark. We just saw a story about that. And uh, you know, she got separated from her mother's love and she knew she had her mother's love. And and she, I, I told my, my viewers yesterday, I was like, look, also put it in perspective that this girl probably had that added guilt that appended compounding guilt that her mother was actually the only one that loved her and wanted to care for her. And then she got persuaded by this group to go against her for no reason, just so that way she could transition and get it paid by the state. I mean, that's one story, right? Coming from, and, and the mother is furious. Now she's coming at, um, at LA County because they're like, you're this school suggested that my daughter was in a different place that she wasn't. She just wanted, she just needed counseling because she was depressed. So that's, that's what kids are stacked up against. And did she commit they're suicide? Stacked up the against girl? The system. She did. She That's did what it I, back yeah. in 2019. And, and, mm-hmm. and I agree. I think you you hit it right on the uh, on the nail. Like she was probably really guilty. And, you know, like when you're in your teens and your early 20s, we do a lot of stupid things, you know, like maybe we, you know, yell at our parents or whatever. And later you feel guilty for it. But and then she probably felt like she couldn't get out. She couldn't go back. She didn't realize how easy it would to probably go back. She's just like, all right, I made this decision. And I agree because I heard this. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she was on Joe Rogan. She wrote a book about this and she was talking about how a lot of girls like it's one thing about like one girl, but like groups of girls were transitioning together. And what what's happening is the same thing is people are like, oh, you're depressed. They're like, you know what? Maybe you're not depressed. Maybe you're really just a boy. And and, and to me, that's incredible. Like because we should be learning about our emotions. I've always said this because like me personally, I, I, I'm bipolar, right? Like I, I've had my own issues going growing up. And, and and learning it and trying to gauge. But I think it would have been a lot easier for my development to be like, hey, this is how you deal with your anger. This is how you deal with the situation. This is how, the little tools that I could have used. Yeah, I learned them later on, you know, but it took me a lot longer. And then it took me a lot longer to get on the right path of the, uh, of life. And now I couldn't even imagine being like 
I'm depressed. I'm going crazy, whatever. And then they're like, maybe you're a girl. Like what? Like, and then you're already like have all these hormones at 15, 16, 17, even 20, you know? And, and, and then what happens is they come out and they go, you know, I, I'm really, uh, I'm not a girl, I'm a boy. And then everybody just gives them that love. And then they didn't never had that friend. They didn't have that love and that connection. And they get that little brief three to six months where everybody, and then they start going, well, I don't really like this. And, and, and then maybe I don't like, like how I look. Cause I did say like, I have another podcast. It's a little bit more raunchier. And I, I said that if you're going to transition, make sure you have the money because like you need to mold yourself. I'm just saying like, not to even be an asshole about it, but People are going to judge you. People are going to see how you look. We do it all the time. People do it to me. People do it to you. We Just how we look, especially when you put yourself out there in that spectrum. So make sure you're making that right decision and make it a good one, not just a half-assed one where you're thinking, maybe it's this, maybe I do like that because you're not going to get out of the depression. The way to get out of the depression, and I do think the school is responsible, me personally, I think the school should be, and the state, because that is not how you help somebody. You're saying, oh, boop, hey, we fixed it. She's trans. Don't worry about it. And then none of the issues, they just got worse. Because now imagine like you're already being self-conscious about your body. Now how self-conscious are you about your body when you're, you know, you're changing it. You're changing your, your hormones that you're usually, you're pumping these new hormones in. You're making yourself a different person. And now you're like, I don't want to do this. And then everybody's like, oh, too late now. Yeah, exactly. But see, there's a bigger agenda there because it's like, you know, if we're if we're looking at wide white scale, you really step back. You know what also what what's also at hand here. You know we see uh, artificial intelligence, transhumanism trying to make its way in our culture, and it's like we're we're not just normalizing this like binary fluidity, uh, trans stuff like that. It's like you know the, these these uh, robots and stuff like that. They're going to start coming into our culture, and I think that we as people are also being groomed to accept this as okay fluidity and all these things, because I kind of pushed back a little bit more about that. I'm like, you know, I, I just feel like the culture has made it so normal that it's like, okay, if you're going to transition, it's like, no, we gotta, we gotta just see what's deep down first, you know, and I'm very spiritual. It's like, you know, for me, it's God. I'm like, I'm, I'm always getting into, I'm, I'm a direct line to God. I'm like, okay, let, let me open the word. Let me read it. Let me pray you know, and give me discernment, get, let me see things that are not of the natural that I can have like discernment to feel it out, you know, and that's what people really need nowadays, you know, it's so absent of God, that people just kind of go to, you know, secular things like, you know, uh, drinking or whatever. And that 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 friend of yours, or, you know, that uh, uh, your ex who uh, got, you know, uh, was unfortunately assaulted in that way, sexually assaulted. I also feel that that was a coping mechanism for her because a lot of times within sex trafficking, you know, um, you know, that just to give you a background, a lot of these victims, survivors, what happens is that they come from broken backgrounds. That's like the root cause of it. They come from a broken family, either their mom and dad split. And they're not getting the, um, they're not getting the proper attention from either or from their dad or their mom. So they're missing maternal or paternal care. Uh, they, uh, so that's one situation or their mother is an alcoholic and their father abuses them, uh, either physically or sexually or vice versa or all together. He could be an alcoholic. She could be an alcoholic. You know what I mean? So there are so many factors in the broken family. And so when a 
per when a person comes from that situation from a broken background then they seek love somewhere else so you see people like that if it's a, a guy most of the times like you know if it's in the hood they go to a gang because that's their family they, they that's where they get the reciprocation of you know, yeah, you're one of us. We love you. Blah, 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 blah. You're just going to do these things for, you know, you're going to do these things with us, right? Because we're a family for a chick. Um, most of the time, it, boy, boys and girls are victims of trafficking. I just want to preface that. But a lot of times, more times it is, it is females for a female. It's we're wired differently. We look for that affection. We look for that love. We look for that belonging, right? So when they don't get that at home, that's where you see, you know, a lot of broken childhoods, what happens is that when they don't have that, then they're like, I'm looking for attention. And you can see that in a lot of different ways. But when they're looking for that love and reciprocation, and they have a pimp who is trained, I mean, they know how to target these, these girls, they're trained professionals, romanticize them, buy them they love bomb them with gifts with necessities oh let me pay your rent this uh, yes because i love you right like let me buy let, let me not only pay your rent let me also take you to dinner like a steak dinner or whatever so could you imagine uh, a person coming out of a broken background like that they come across a fairy tale they come across a fairy tale who wants to make them the top of the world so once they entrap them into that life it's like all right. So now that, you know, we're, you know, we're a couple, I want you to do this thing uh, for me or whatever. So then they prostitute them out. So that's kind of like, that's the genesis of it. But on top of that, coming back to the coping mechanism, these survivors, these victims, they need to cope somehow they're in survival mode. So they can't exit the life, the life, by the way, guys, if you don't know what that means, it's called, uh, if, if they're in sex trafficking, it's called the life on the streets. So when they're in the life, you know, that they're in survival mode as a human, their humanistic instinct is just, I just got to survive. I got to do this, do whatever my pimp says, do whatever my trafficker says. And if the trafficker is giving them drugs, which a lot of them nowadays are to keep them hooked. And also because that's that they're the supply. So it's like, come back because I got this treat for you. Okay, now go back out and do what I told you to do. Okay, come back. So that's how uh, sometimes it happens or most of the times it's happening nowadays. But also, you know, it's like an escape for the victims. It's like, you know, it's it's a euphoric escape. I don't want to, I'm not in reality. I don't want to touch me at my reality. So let me take myself out of reality. So a lot of times that is with substance abuse. So, you know, I have a big heart for people like that. It's like, you know, our society needs to show more love people and not only that the the justice system needs to show a lot more love to these victims because we need to understand that these people are coming from a different place and a different background you know that's that's where the whole thing is and again i just bring it back to if you're not on the streets or you're not volunteering or you're not you're not in the subject a lot you're not going to understand so that's where you know a lot of criticisms come and i see this a lot it's like you know, on the daily traffic, for instance, why don't you word it this way or word it that? Way? I'm like, mofo, I'm reporting the news, right? You're like, you're not, you don't have the new, you don't have a news page. You're not reporting these headlines because, because of things like this, you know, what's going on. So it's like, people love to be critics in their places and they love to point fingers, but they're not in it. They're not they're They, they were never in it. They were, they will never, you know, go on the streets or to the border 
You know, I choose, I opt to because I want to know every single experience there is out there for me to understand where these people are at. So if you don't understand where people are at, you're not going to understand. And you're not going to be able to help them either because it's totally, you're you're exactly right because, um, what happens is that a pimp or like if, just on the basic level of pimp, let's not even get into the, the multi-human trafficking where like it's like 30, 40, 100 kids at one time. Let's talk about just the basic street level. A pimp is going to buy you and pay your rent and give you some money, but then he's going to guilt trip you. You owe me. Remember when I did that? And at 13, 14, 15, and then what happens is we judge these people, girls, guys, whatever, 10 years later, not they've been trafficked and drugged and, and and in this life for 10 years when since they're 13 but then we're judging them when they're 23 and, and they're like oh well they're 23 they're an adult you're like yeah but their whole de- development was was stuck in this mindset of like hey i'm appeasing this and you're right a lot of the what happens to kids is they they compensate with drugs and then it's not real right it's not necessarily real it's just like oh i'm just like i don't even remember what happened even like a, a like at strip clubs or anything like that a lot of girls get drunk and, and get really drugged out because then it's like i could do whatever and i won't remember and then if i don't remember did i do it you know like that way they don't even though it it still lingers in your mind a lot of people don't realize it's in your subconscious but that's how they try to justify or keep going and making it okay because a lot of people want to be strong you know like they a lot of women are like man i'm not gonna let this affect me uh you know this happened and i would even tell my ex and, and other girls that i've talked to about this i'm like look it's okay man you gotta be you have to have a weak moment sometimes it doesn't mean you have to be weak in front of everybody or not necessarily weak i don't i want to preference it as it's being weak you know but you have to just calm and let it out and 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 address it and it's and it's going to be constant it's not something you're just going to say all right i'm over it it doesn't work that way you know you have to physically find something that works for you like for my ex it was the same thing like maybe like you like uh how you were saying you know god is your power god's helped her a lot that's helped her to see a lot of her ways and is it still a struggle it's still a super struggle but she's able to it process it and i tell her i'm like just imagine this happened when you were like five four right and you left it and now you're in your late 30s and you're barely pro- so now you have 20 some years of like compactment of every single other thing that has happened and you're going through all of it now because you chose not to you know it was easier to hey let me take this hit or let me take this drink or let me do this so i don't have to deal with it and now it's coming forth but in time i tell her i'm like you know two three years from now you're gonna feel way better you know this is just the rocky part it sucks like and it sucks you shouldn't have to go through that and that's why i think it's our responsibility as people that do like try to advocate things to help people and give them the tools and tell people stop being so critical you know what if you don't like what someone's doing go do it yourself you know maybe you don't like the way my approach people tell me too they'll go man i love your page but i always hear that but why do you have to smoke when you're doing it because i smoke man like what do you want me to do Like, if you don't, if that is the reason you're nitpicking me now, like, it's one thing to say, like, hey, I don't like your message. Okay, then tune out. Let's not even, you know, we know. But instead, they're going, I love your message. But can you be careful with your wording? Can you not cuss so much? Can you not? And I'm like, (sighs) man, like, I I do. I'm just doing me. I'm trying to. Don't you want genuine people? Or do you want to go back to the fake news that we just watch on CNN and all that? That's what I say all the time. I'm like, you don't, you know, people have okay first of all like with with your components that you listed it's it's yes it's like okay they don't like that i my favorite color scheme is black and white like i love black and white i love black and white that's just like my favorite thing because i just you know i came from a colorful background as an artist where like it's just too many decisions to pick a color so i'm like just let's just stick with black and white but 
over the years, it's like, you know what, though, I really love like black and white, the way it looks, the the aesthetic of it. But then people will take it and go all like, you know, uh, let's not use a, the S word, but they go all paranoid and they're like, oh, well, you're a Mason because you like black and white. And it's like, y'all are picking like so many little things that like don't don't matter, you know? And to that point, it's like, you know, even if you had a show that was monetized, it's like the people have a problem with that. You can't monetize your show. And it's like, so let me get this straight. Y'all are okay with Rachel Maddow, with Tucker Carlson, with Brian Stelter making millions of dollars, millions upon millions of dollars. One faction is telling you a lot of uh, bad news, a lot of uh, false news, right? And then uh, the other part might be doing a good job, but you know the factor is the same that they're making millions of dollars, but I can't you know, I can't monetize my thing. So there's like so many different factors that people are going to nitpick at. So, you know, I like, you probably see it the way I operate. I'm like, don't care. I I don't care. Like you can like, and I don't even tell people anymore that they can leave. I'm just like, you you know, you, you do, you, you do you, I do me that it's an unsaid thing, but that's the way I operate. And if people don't like it, they don't like it. I mean, cool. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And then that's actually how I kind of interacted with you for the first time because I kind of, uh, James, me and James are the homies. Like I met him. A lot of people I just met through like the last two years, you know, with all this. And me and James been cool. We we did podcasts together. We we text back and forth and stuff. And then like I saw you guys, I think he went down over there with you and a couple other people in Texas. And you guys were, I just saw, so I was like, oh, they're cool with James. So I started following you. But, you know, I see a couple of things, but, you know, we don't see every single thing that everybody's posting because there's so many different people. And then I would notice, like, when you posted that whole, like, ordeal of, like, where people are like, oh, man, she's got the swirly thing on her, on her uh, uh, makeup. She's, she's one of them. She, she's just tricking everybody. She, like, like, as if you had, like, thousands of kids in your basement and you're like, ha, 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 ha. Like, it's crazy, like, to think about it. Like, and then, so I just had to say something because it was not just you. There was multiple women, honestly, multiple women have been in my inboxes and been like, and not even just, and dudes too, where they're like, oh, man. And these guys like uh, harassment where people are just like they're getting these influence what i think is happening is people are getting this influence power and yeah, they're not making money off of it and a lot of people they're living a life where people are taking care of them so they don't understand how much like we don't make a lot of money like right now i'm not making ze- i'm making zero dollars i've made zero dollars right. off this and most right. people that i know that are doing pretty good like that i would say that to me they're doing really like people like you james other people that they're not making millions of dollars. They're not even making thousands of dollars. You know what I mean? It costs more to what we do and more of our time, but it's something we're passionate about. And and all of us are like, oh man, it's just this would be great to make a little bit of money. So instead of I don't have to work my regular job, you know, I can do this. And this is something I'm passionate about. And then people don't want that. I'm like, do you want the news? Do you want genuine news or do you want fake people? But there's these influencers out there that are getting this little clout and they're liking to call everybody out. Like, I'm not a fan of Trump. I've never been a fan of Trump. It's not like I have my whole thing about that. But I think it's funny that they're like, oh, look, he threw the diamond up or he threw this. And I'm like, well, Trump did the same thing. And these people are like diehard Trump people. And I'm like, well, we can pick symbols all day. And I was like the whole sculling, you know, like this. I was like, dude, in Texas, it's the Longhorns. You know what I mean? Like It's the Longhorns, (laughs) but also... But also to that point, like I, I'm a rocker. So I've been to a lot of concerts where people are just like, you know, they, they just throw up the, the thing and it's like, 
And people can have their arguments. Well, yeah, rock is like, you know, demonic and all these things. But for so many years, even people who didn't even know or agnostic or whatever, they didn't know anything about that. They just knew that it was like in the, in the rock setting, that's what you do, you know? And that doesn't make them necessarily satanic. It just, they're in an environment and that, that's just what happens at concerts. You know, for me, because it has been so like, you know, demonized. I don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? But I used to throw it up, you know, in my, in my photos, because I'm like, yeah, rock on, you know, that's the rock, you know, it's an emoji. It was a rebel. It was a sign of being a rebel. Like I've done a ton, ton of times. It's like, ah, like being a rebel, especially being young, like, and drinking and stuff. And the thing that's (laughs) baffling to me is like, okay, you can throw the symbols out there, but where's the connections? I liked what you were saying. Like, where's your facts? What are you basing this off of? You're, this is just speculation. We can all speculate. I could speculate on anything. Now, if you're saying like, hey, maybe this is, I don't know. And I told people all the time would just listen to me. I said, don't trust me. Not, not that I'm going to lie to you on purpose, but I can get it wrong. So you should listen to me and then go look it up yourself. I'm a starting point. We're all starting points to give you some information. And then you go from there. I'm not telling you I'm the all knowing and like, hey, man, I got it all figured out. Check this out but these other people and like i'll address like i've addressed them already like uh uh uh, i've gone to them like i talked to uh like graf and stuff he came up to me because i made a little diss song on breb because then after i had come uh with the situation with you i just said my piece like i didn't say anybody's name in that moment i just felt like hey a lot of people are being attacked for no no reason and didn't say oh they're they're controlled opposite like we're all agents like everybody's a a fbi agent i'm like well where's my paycheck that's what i'm saying like Uh, right right i would love to have that paycheck if that's so you know what i mean like and, and people don't understand like you know they don't know their sh- your struggles like you know there have been points where i'm like yo i don't know if i could pay the lights this <laughs> like and i'm being super vulnerable but i'm being super vulnerable with you right now like there's certain points where i'm like yo i don't know about this or that like if i'm gonna make it but by the grace of god like he's provided for me like month to month and that's literally what my my course has been over the past year that i've uh, took I took a leap from a corporate career to do this, but people don't see the struggles. They don't ask about it. They don't care about that. That the thing is that they they love the clout of of being just the per, the first to report this or that. Like even and the 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 point where I'm just like, you know what? I don't even need to explain myself no more after initially putting out my explanation video about. I mean, I already put out an explanation video about my my prior logo. And I literally, when you look, when you Google Tim Burton, you see his logo like everywhere. I'm, and I'm like, literally, I'm a Tim Burton fan. Like, I love Tim Burton. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I, and I've, you know, as a kid, that's how I grew up. I just, I love the the darker macabre type of things. And so when you can literally put the evidence out there and they're like, no, nah, I don't care about that. Da, 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 we're just going to go off. There's no need. They're, they're, they're not wanting to understand you. They don't care. They're haters. They want that. All they want to do is find little bitty because everybody has faults. Everybody has, everybody has, uh, I don't care who you are. You have something that someone else is not going to like, you know, but at that, at that point, it's like what this type of campaign does is like, they look at a person, they try to find any little fault and they will make that the height and they'll make it rain on it. So it's like when you're dealing with people like that, why, why even go back and forth with them? Because you're not, you're, you're not going to get nowhere. You're going to waste nothing but 
you know, even just if it's a little mental power, I don't even want to give that mental power to little minded people. So, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, okay, like, say what you're going to say. And it's like, at the end of the day, it is a spiritual war. And if if that's coming up against me, and I'm, uh, you know, I am doing things with counter trafficking alliance that I haven't announced yet. And those silent moves, I mean, they're cool with me. I don't care what people say. Oh, well, you haven't done this or that. Okay, well, tell me how many children you've rescued then. Uh, you know, tell me how many times you've been on the streets uh, outreaching to sex workers. Tell me how many times you've been to the border looking at the, you know, uh, uh, surveilling the, the children that are coming over with single adult males, you know? So these people hate what they would love to do. Well, I think it's more than hate. Do it. I think it's different than hate. I think what happens, and this is just my opinion, I think it's egotistic, right? Like, so it feeds your ego. So all this, like, I have to say something controversial. And then I think it's a little bit of hate where they're like, hey, how come this person's successful? But they're not putting in like, well, what did you do? Are you putting in this much time? You can't, you're just popping on Instagram, uh, you know, Instagram live and being like, well, how come I don't have thousands of people? What are you specifically doing to build a brand? Because whether you like it or not, everything is building a brand. You know what I mean? Whatever you're doing doesn't mean even if you're not making money. And I think that they, uh, a lot of it has to go in with people because that's how they, they attack other people to lift their platform up, right? Like they're like, that's their whole thing. That's their gimmick. And like, like I had them come to me, like I said, like Graf, we had a little discussion in my inbox because I, I felt some type of way when he put, when Brett posted my stuff and I'm like, man, because then I had people coming at me, like other people like, oh, and I'm like, first of all, I don't even like Trump, bro. Like you need to calm down. Like, and I would say all my peace. And then I just tell these people because they don't know me. And I go, look, you don't know me. And I'm going to get, let you know that right now. Like, and not to be like, I'm crazy, but I'm like, if, if we're taking it to another level, bro, you don't want to go there. I'm just telling you, cause it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. It's not this, it's not high school. Where we're like, oh, we're going to, let's go after school and we're going to fight. I'm like, you need to calm down. And I, I try to be in bridge a gap, but you could tell a lot of these people, they don't want to hear it. Cause I even get, was trying to do a nice thing and being like, look, I get it. I don't care what you're mad about. Like, Hey, but you know what? Maybe you should stop. I try to give helpful advice and be like, Hey, maybe you should just stop. Just ignore it. Cause th th these people play victims, you know, like they go, Oh, well, everybody's attacking me. And I'm going, well, that, not that many people are attacking me. So it, you need to check yourself and what are you doing? But then that's when they don't want to hear it. And I think that's the problem. What we're getting in this truther community. That's why I kind of want to touch on a bit. As I touched a little bit on a, a past episode where echo chambers and, and, and a lot of people are getting stuck in these little echo chambers and then they're like, yeah, they're bad and they're bad. Instead of saying, hey, take a little bit. I take I listen to Tucker Carlson. I listen to everything on CNN, MSNBC, uh, uh, independent media, you know, like uh, Jimmy Dore, Tim Pool, whatever. Right. Like just m so many different viewpoints. And then I try to piece it together. I don't go and go, oh, Rachel Maddow said this. That's it. That's what it is. Sean said this. Natalie said it. No, you you take a piece of what we're saying and then piece it together. It's not my job to give you exactly. all the answers. It's to kind exactly. of guide you. Exactly. Exactly. And here's the thing, too. Like, we're just right now, we're just regular people that grew an accumulation of people who like their message. That's how I view it. I I still like I still don't view myself as like uh, uh, to me, it's a compliment where they're like, you know, a non-celebrity. I'm like, bro, I don't need, or failed, uh, failed. Uh, what do they say? Failed, uh, models or something. I'm like, I've never modeled in my life, but thanks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I've never modeled in my life, but thanks. It's like, you know, simultaneously, there's some compliments in there because it's like, oh, all right, I mean, y'all think of me that high. That's cool though. <laughs> That's cool because I, I don't, I didn't say that about myself. 
But I think you're right. You know, people disconnect. This is what happens. This is what happens. And this is why this is happening. People wake up, whether it was two years ago or if it's yesterday, they wake up and they're like, oh shit, the MSM is lying to me. You know, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, they've been lying to me. You know, certainly Fox News, you know, sometimes they'll get things right. And that's a reality. Sometimes they'll get things right. But the thing is, they disconnect from mainstream media, right? And they're like, oh shit, where do I get my news from now? So that's where they turn to little news accounts, like whether it's me or you or or James or whatever, but we meme it, you know, we put it in a way where they can digest it, whether it's through comedy or if it's straight up like, look, yo, this is what happened this day or what. So people turn to that type of stuff, you know, to these type of accounts. And then they turn into this process where they now get spoon fed everything from that account. So if you're not a responsible person where you know that you have influence and you know that you're putting out this information and you're not responsible enough to tell them, go think for yourself or analyze this for yourself. You know, these are just tidbits and they're just getting spoon fed information from these people. Then that's where the indoctrination happens again. It happens again. If you're following another influencer, who's like just giving you nothing but speculation. I hate um, and you know, like I, I, I'm with the, I, I'm with the, the, the Anon community, you know, uh, despite what, w- you know, whatever you believe or not, like I'm with the Anon community, but I do not like personally when we just speculate and we're like, they're, they're already, they already had mass executions of these high political figures. These are just clones. And it's like, where's the, where's the sauce? Where are you getting this from? You know what I mean? Like those types of wild things where it's like, you can't put that out and think that the, like people like that this this is actual news. You have to actually put out concrete information, which is how I moved and I transitioned myself because I used to believe stuff like that. But it's like, yeah, there's some weird shit going on in the world. But if you piece it together, that's how you found find out. Not well, this person in this day and then this symbol and here and, and she's in this industry. Like, okay, like you, you formed your own tabloid. Congratulations. You're the tabloid of the truther community, you know? So that's what happens. The followers, they get attached to these influencers. And if they're attached to the wrong influencer, now I'm not saying what's right or wrong, but I'm just saying if someone's doing more wrong actions than right actions, then they're just going to, they're just going to eat it up. They just eat the shit up and they're like, oh, well, this is the news. And this is what this person is. And when you see it, you see that reflective in comments, you know, oh, well, I saw a video of this or, uh, you know, this post on this. It's like, no, you saw it on that account. Like, let's just be real. You didn't see this anywhere else. You didn't corroborate it. Corroboration is a powerful tool and you didn't do that. Um, So that's what's happening. And unfortunately, you know, people wake up and then they get just sucked into this other trap where it's like, you know, you got to believe this about this person or else, you know. It's unfortunate, but that's that's what's happening. Yeah, people that's are buying a, a lot of like where people instead of saying like people act as they know they're all knowing and they have the answer. Like they're saying 100 percent. This is what Trump did or 100 percent. This is what Biden did or 100 percent. And I always say, look, I I, I'm all, I like a lot of the nons. I have a lot of friends that are nons. And, and 
I go, I can, I could subscribe 50% to that, but I can't just jump in. If you have like speculation, it sounds good. You give me a good story. I'm like, Hmm, logically I could put the pieces together, but where's your evidence at the same, at the end of the day, I need evidence because that's why I try to focus a lot on like, you know, I always use this example, but you know, like if you go to extreme to try to tell somebody, especially they're leaving this mainstream media life. And now, you know, they're going to attach to one thing because that is their, what, what's embedded in them. That's in their DNA. They're like, well, I got, I need a new source. Not, they're not going to go and become critical thinkers. So you you kind of got to push them to be critical. You know, you got to be like, so you don't start off. And like, if I'm going to somebody and go, Hey man, you know, we're wearing masks because of the lizard people. What are they going to say to me? They're not going to, whether, even if like, it was true that everybody is a lizard, right? Like all the powerful people are lizard people. How am I going to prove that? Right. And then they're going to say, you're an idiot, but I can go, Hey, look, look at this CIA operation. Hey, look at this thing that really happened. Like, and I can give them a paper trail. I'm like, this is a, a, not even a news source. This is a government website. You can go and search. I think that is more helpful into the community. Like when you're showing like, Hey, this is what's really happening in the trafficking scene. This is not speculation. This is, Hey, here, boom, here's the camera. Look Exactly. Exactly. Because, and, and I'll always move like that for the rest of my life. Like just, and if I have an opinion, like, I think that may, I always disclose it. I always disclose, yo, listen, like, this is just my opinion. You guys might think completely different or not see it at all. But I think, I think that because of all this information, then there's a little bit of speculation, but I'm not going to take that speculation into, for instance, like the, the, the whole Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington, silent children thing. I'm like, there's no financial backing to know that Chris Cornell actually funded that documentary. You know, that's why I'm doing my own documentary. Cause I'm like, listen, there's enough. Inf- and, and here's the thing. On the other hand, there's not enough information to support that theory, but there is a lot of weird stuff that happened within these two cases that people are not putting together. And it's like, there's a lot of weird things already to say that this was, these two deaths were weird, but when we're just completely conflating just one theory and saying that's what it is. And people say that all the time. I mean, every single time there's a, a post, like uh, uh, for instance, when I was looking for sources on certain things, I'll, I'll sometimes put a post on my main feed and then I'll delete it once I get my source or my lead. But you'll see like people commenting, Oh, they were making this documentary on the silent children and they were going to expose this. And they had a little black book and I'm like, but where do you have this information? You have got to have concreteness. That's the key. You have to have a concrete fact. You have to have corroboration. So that even means going through CNN articles and MSNBC articles and Fox News and Breitbart. You got to corroborate it, you know? And even if it happens that day, wait 24 hours. And I've I've made that mistake personally. Wait 24 hours until, you know, the the truth comes out. Snake Island, right? Right. Snake Island being saying that these people got killed when really these soldiers peacefully surrendered and they were well and healthy and not, not maimed. So the thing is like the critical thinking, I feel like there, there actually should be like a course for everybody, which doesn't exist where it's like, this is how you take information and you, you, you rest on it and you really, really dive into it because without that, you're just, you're just another indoctrination piece. And that, uh, unfortunately, again, that is what is happening on the truther side. People get this sense of, I've got this big platform and you're going to listen to me, you know, and like the savior complex. And it's like, I don't even view myself like that. It's like, no, here's information. This is what happened. 
people want to go do their own research and do some other digging. Cool. If you disagree with my opinion, cool too. But for the most part, just put out information. But with critical thinking and also more healthy skepticism of even people that we really like, people we voted for, those are the people we should be the most skeptical of. Because I look at it as I put my word that you are going to do a good job. And I'm going to hold you accountable. And I think what happens is we get all this idolization, whether it's an influencer, a celebrity or a politician. And instead of like we go, we got to protect them. Right. Oh, there might be some dirt on them instead of like, no, that's who we should go. Hey, man, I've, you're living off my word, man. That's my name. You're making me look. That's how I look at it is you're making me look bad. So I'm going to be tougher on the people I support because the people I support, not like, not necessarily, I'm not nitpicking them, but I'm just going to be like, if they do something, I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to defend it. I'm going to be like, Hey man, they messed up right there. You know, you can defend the good things they did. Sure. You can be like, yeah, I like this policy. I liked how they were able to implement this. But when they do something that we all know is bad, you can't, you can't cover it up, but, but there's become this polarization in all sides of where it's my team. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, we're over here. This is my team on the truthers and we're this side of the truthers and we're this side of uh, politics. And everybody's getting these little pockets uh, of where they're trying to get us stuck into this world of where we're against each other. When that's why we don't work together. When I see anybody that says, Hey, I know this is what happened right away. I tune out because I go, Hey man, with, with no evidence, you know, like, oh, for sure, this is what's happening. You know, like, because you saw a symbol or you saw something, go show something to really help people. And, and I think that's how, like, I was going to say, like, to end everything, like, uh, uh, I wanted you to have a final thought. And the final thought is, like, everybody comes to me a lot and I don't always have the answers for this. But, like, what can people do to help? Like, what can people actually do to their day-to-day -day lives to help out with the whole human trafficking or to like not just expose it but to like maybe they can start a volunteer service in their area or is is there local people that they can contact yeah i would um you know my first answer if it was like last year was go to google and find your local human trafficking ministry you know first of all if people go to church they should look within their church uh, it's one of my biggest, um, it's, it's one of my biggest conf internal conflicts where, you know, your church, you say you should be helping people, you're taking in tithings, you know, so that way you can go and help people. Cause that's what, you know, tithing for the church is also supposed to be for, you know, other things like helping the widow, the, or, uh, the fatherless, help, helping the orphan, you know, you should be, uh, and helping the homeless. You should be expending that. So first of all, like if, if you go to church, you should, that's, that's your starting point. You should be looking at your church. If your church does not have a human trafficking ministry, or I, I'm sorry, anti-human trafficking ministry, that's where you need to start. You need to be the first to start that in your church because every single church needs to have that, you know? And I, and I always, I always think biblically because that's just how I view how my will should align with God's will. So that's where my advice would come is look into your church and see if they have a ministry. If they have a ministry, get involved, see what they, because literally when I look at this, when I look through counter-trafficking alliance eyes, I'm like, everybody can be helping this like business analysts, data analysts, cooks, nurses, um, doctors, you know, whether you're a truck driver or your hard work labor like everybody can be working, working within this industry. And I guarantee you, there's always going to be something that they need. Even if you don't have money to give out to them, like I personally, even now I don't have a lot of money. Like, let's just, uh, I'm just going to be straight up and honest. I don't have a lot of money. People think like I get millions of dollars through <laughs> donations. I really don't. And I would 
have no problem like showing my PayPal. It's like, look, this is what I get on a monthly basis. <laughs> it's not even enough to cover a car payment. Like people think have this idea, but back to the back to the subject. When you, even if you don't have money, donate your time. There's always something in a safe house or a ministry that they need help with, whether it's administration, you know, sometimes they need help sending out emails or they need help cooking a meal. Or if you don't have that, just volunteer your time. And if you don't, and if you can allocate a little bit of time, a lot of times, you know, somebody who does have money. So you can, you can be that focal point cornerstone for them to say, Hey, look, I'm working in a safe house right now, or I'm working with this ministry. Uh, sometimes these, these survivors need a lot of feminine products or Tide Pods. It's real, like real necessities like that. Um, and you can, you can put it out a word on your, in your own Facebook page or, or in your church or whatever, like, um, your, your underwater weaving, a basket weaving class, you know, you could go there and be like, Hey, look, I'm, I'm working with this ministry. They need this. You know, if you guys have any, anything you want to give to it, or, you know, if you can meet these needs. You know, you can be a pivotal person like that. It doesn't take money to help. So donate your time. So that's the first place I would look is the ministry. Now, the next step, and I could go on forever about things people could do, but uh, a lot of times what I'm also looking at with our research is places that are not educated. You know, a lot. Of, you know, are you educated in human trafficking? You need to start there. You need to go and look at your nearest human trafficking 101 uh, whether it's a course or just a lecture, just go there. It, sometimes they have it at universities. Sometimes they have it at community centers. You know, there's there's a countless amount of ways that people are out there trying to educate people on it. People need to be educated. So like that's that's the first places I would start, you know, and I'm going to keep it at that because I really feel that the church needs to be a focal point in this fight because they're, they should be out there not spending on you know, uh, comfortable chairs and lighting and lasers and lighting and blah, 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 blah. No, you need to be allocating your funds out to help people. And if your church is not doing that, then you need to hold them accountable. So I just listed out a whole blueprint there. Like that's, that's a place to start. It was a jumbled up blueprint, but there's some, there's some parts out there that people can go back, rewind, replay that section. And you can, you can probably identify where you fit in with that especially let me just say this part especially the men he, the anti-human trafficking industry is so lack of men's help and they need it i mean it whether it's assemble like uh, there's so many different things assembling a swing set or or helping them with the gardening or the mulch or you know uh, mowing the lawn or something like that like they need a man's hand in that industry um given that people don't have those types of, you know, convictions, you know what I mean? Like those types of convictions that could be uh, strenuous on a survivor, you know, please don't, you know, know, know your place. But if you can, you know that you can, then go, go, go out and seek those, those anti-trafficking ministries and uh, where they need helping hands, especially if you're a man, because they need your help. They need some positive um, masculinity, right? Like, absolutely. like I think that's something that like is, uh, absolutely. is pushed aside a lot. And I think what you're saying basically is like, start locally, right? Like when you're saying church, start locally. Don't think, Oh, I got to go to the biggest and no start locally in your town. And then you, you piece together from there because if we all start something little in our area, then it's easier to connect. And then we could talk to other people and we can say, Hey, I've seen this. And, and I think once you get your feet 
in involved, you know, put your feet in the water. Now you're like, okay, this is what's going on. And you'll be able to understand a lot more of what you can do. And I think one of the big things that people could do is change their mindset of not judging people of maybe being a drug addict or why start thinking of how people got where they're at. Right. Like that maybe that person that you see on the street, that's 33 years old or 40 years old. Uh, why are they on there? You know, maybe they were trafficked and maybe they became an addict from trafficking and they escaped. And then once you escape, there's no, there's no place to, you know, to go. Like I, I follow a lot of Tim, what Tim Tebow does and, you know, his organizations. And I think that you can look to those organizations, but you're right. Everything can be infiltrated. So I think it's best to start and stay local, you know, then, you know, the people personally, you can go, Hey, I know. And, and, and of course anybody could be bad, but for the most part, you're going to know those people and they're going to be vetted to where you're like, Hey, this is a trustworthy person. We can build something. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I would highly suggest in going local. Cause that's the whole point is being grassroots. You see people like I put it like this with counter trafficking Alliance. It's like the, the idea is that you are a local grassroots pocket. And, and eventually, like, like you said, if these people do start their own thing, like eventually I want to partner with those people because eventually I want to get to a place where I'm partnered with so many different networks of ministries, which I already am making my relationships with. And if one ministry needs one thing or one ministry needs another thing, like not only can either they can help themselves out, but also we can seek volunteers or whatever. Like eventually I want to pair up with those people who start their own grassroots organization, but that's where it is. You see the grassroots movement and a lot of the political arenas, like, you know, uh, voter integrity and we need more poll watchers and we need to get involved with the school board. And that stuff is amazing. I love seeing that. But we also need to build that economy around sex, tra uh, anti-sex trafficking, combating sex trafficking. You you need to go in your own local. You need to see around you. Like I guarantee, you there's a spa in every single corner, every single zip code. There's a spa there, right? So there's trafficking happening everywhere. So definitely, you should be combating trafficking within your own local districts. And then if you want to go bigger, I said go bigger. Like if you want to do that bigger, then go bigger. But you you have a place to start if you if you start within your own community and you build that, then they will come like the, the survivors are looking for that home, that home where they can get remediated, where they can get that care, where they could get a therapist to talk to them about their psyche and what go, went, went on in their childhood or whatever, so they can get on their feet and actually live a normal life, despite the hell that they've been through. So in order for that to come. Or, uh, or not in order, in order for that to manifest in your own community, you have to build it. You have to be interested to do it though. Yeah. 100%. I agree with you. It should start out locally. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I appreciate your time and, and all what you broke down. It's been fun. Where can everybody go check your stuff out? I'll post all the links and everything, but like, just let everybody know where they could see sure. what you do. Yeah. So my main, uh, my main commentary, uh, is, at uh, youtube.com slash Natalie Denise. That's N-A-T-L-Y-D-E-N-I-S-E. So that's where I do like mainstream headlines and commentary. But then I also have a podcast called Unravel with Natalie Denise. That's Monday through Friday. And that is on youtube.com slash Unravel with Natalie Denise. And then uh, if you want the latest in human trafficking news on Instagram, it is The Daily Traffics. It's spelled T-R-A-F-F-I-C-K, the daily traffic. And yeah, that's, I think that, that, 
that does it. Um, Counter Trafficking Alliance actually does need researchers. So if you are an Anon listening to this, I love Anons because Anons are like the best diggers ever. They do the best research. So if you are an Anon or you're just a great researcher, if you don't know what an Anon is, um, if you're a great researcher, we need um, researchers. We need people to validate information. Go to countertraffickingalliance.com. Uh, we're uncovering a lot of stuff that we need a lot more hands on deck with. So um, if you if you can commit to it, don't don't sign up and just put this. Do not sign up for something if you cannot commit to it. This is volunteering. So people just know in your head that when you volunteer for something, don't say I'm a volunteer and then you flake out. We need committed volunteers. So if you can do that, you're in it. Countertraffickingalliance.com if you want to volunteer for that. And I'll have all your links in the, uh, the show notes and, and, and at the bottom of the description. And you can find my music uh, at Sean Chris, S-E-A-N-C-H-R-I-S, uh, my album Dystopian Paradise. So you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. All right, we out. What is it, what, what is it about humanity that, that, that it wants to go to all the details and stuff and listen to, you know, these guys like Fauci get up there and start talking. You know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that like this face. Do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm dumb? How you thinking you can pull a fast one? I can see the truth right under your tongue. Are you telling me? Are you telling me now is la 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 Presidents on elected, calculate the metrics, the hand selected, skull and bones protected, dodging the jab, staying alive like the Bee Gees, warning my people of a modern day Tuskegee, black Americans injected with syphilis for free health care and the government didn't give them shit, Flint's water still ain't fixed, yet they gentrify your Motown, keeping the illages rich, MKUltra, blue check fucks, they don't respect us, pushing Mockingbird Media agenda, no surrender, no retreat, blood flowing in the street, the V is both and dead of fuck peace. Fraudulent Fauci don't know jack shit, globalists wanna keep the country split. The PCR test was never designed to prove infection, that's where the carry mullers mass deception. Do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm dumb? How you thinking you can pull a fast one? I can see the truth right under your tongue. Are you telling me? Are you telling me now is la 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 la? Operation Northwood to paperclip Human trafficking, evergreen container ship Knights of Marlar, modern crusades Science is the new religion, complying, obey Phones tapped by the NSA, Patriot Act False flag attack led to the war in Iraq What a twisted vision WTC Grifting climate change, Paris Accord, another scheme by elites that we can afford. Bay of Pigs, Ruby Ridge, bombs planted on the Washington Bridge. Hard project, manipulate the forecast. Sinclair group propaganda broadcast. Do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm dumb? How you thinking you can pull a fast one? I can see the truth right under your tongue. Are you telling me? Are you telling me now? Is la 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 la.
it, do you think I'm dumb? How you thinking you can pull a fast one? I can see the truth right under your tongue. Are you telling me? Are you telling me now is la 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 lies? La 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 lies. La 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 lies. Oh my, it's all lies, all lies, all lies. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.